Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Open our eyes, mighty Holy Spirit, to behold wondrous things from your word. Holy Spirit, help me to speak your truth to your people in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Say another amen. Amen. Wow. What a shock. It's it's a blessing to be with you tonight. And tonight also, I believe that God will speak to us. Amen. Amen. How many of you are ready to hear something from God? Wonderful. Tonight I came to give you a key that will help you to progress. In everything you are doing. Amen. Wonderful. Mark chapter number four is the key scripture for our, for this season. Mark chapter four, the 25th verse, the Bible says that Jesus is speaking. He says, he that hath to him shall be given. Amen. Don't you think that is good to be in this very first part of the scripture? I see you becoming he that had. He that knows how to sing will get to sing more songs. Will know more songs. He that has a job will get more jobs. He that has a car will get more cars. He that has members will get more members. In the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Then Jesus continues to say, And he that had not from him That which he had shall be taken away from him. Hallelujah. Even that which he has will be taken away. He says, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he had. Amen. So this scripture, the first part is a good scripture, but the second part is an unfortunate, describes an unfortunate predicament that can befall a person. Amen. So it says, the person who doesn't have, even the little that he has, shall be taken away from him. And I explained to you that this scripture, the reason why this scripture unfortunately is true is that he that had, the one that, this scripture describes two types of people. Now, the one who is described as somebody who has, has certain character traits that make him acquire and get more. And then the one in the second part of scripture, who doesn't have, also has certain negative character traits that tends to more poverty or paucity. Amen. Say amen. amen. So I said that there are some traits 
that make people have. And there are some, the presence of them and then the abundance of their presence make you have more. And then the absence of them make you have very little and even lose what you have. Hallelujah. So we started to look at traits. Okay. What did we define trait as? We said trait is a trait is what? A distinguishing characteristic of or quality of a person's nature or behavior. Something like that. Yeah. So it's a it's a, it's a distinguishing characteristic of a person. Usually the person's behavior. Amen. So it's things that you do and sometimes you do them naturally or you do them habitually. You've done them over a long period of time that you just do them. It's like your default setting. Amen. And I said people who have, have a certain default setting or a character trait or a disposition that makes them get more. Amen. So we started to look at these traits, but before we let's read the scripture that talks about the positive traits of he that had. It says, First Peter 1, verse 5 to 8. It says, Besides this, giving all diligence. So giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Amen. So he lists about nine traits here, which you must have. Hallelujah. But the next verse, verse 8, opens our eyes to something very dramatic. It says, if these things be in you and abound. Many a time, these things are in some of us, but they are not in us in copious amounts so as to benefit us. They are not in us enough. They are not in us in large quantities so as for us to benefit from them. So if we just go through the list quickly, diligence, virtue, diligence, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and so on and so forth. You can easily say, oh, I mean, I'm very kind. I'm kind. But you have to, for kindness to be a character trait that will be, you have to be extremely kind. Amen. Not this type of kindness that you only show on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Or Christmas Day. Twice a year. You test positive for kindness twice a year. Valentine's Day and Christmas Day. Do you understand? So if these things are in you and abound, it means if there is a lot of it in you, they ensure, verse 8, they make you neither To be barren, nor unfruitful. So, when they are there in large quantities, they make sure that you don't become barren. A barren person is a fruitless person. Somebody with a field that doesn't yield results. So, they make sure that you don't become unproductive and unfruitful. Amen. 
So I'm, I'm putting this disclaimer out there so that as I'm going, nobody argues with me that, oh, but Bishop, do you know me? I, am, I, am a, I have faith. I have faith. Do you see? I have faith. But do you have enough faith? Amen. Wonderful. So once we are all on the same page, we can roll. Shall we roll? So we talked about diligence. The first one that we talked about was diligence. And I said, diligence is a persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulties, and to accomplish great things. Amen. We said diligence is a persistent and relentless. So even these two words that start, before we show what you are even trying to be, persistent and relentless about if it shows you the strength or how diligent you must be to be persistent means that you are always pressing always pressing forward ever backwards never always pressing and to be relentless means you never give up you never stop you never give in never no matter how difficult the task is, you keep pressing. You don't give up. Sometimes small quarrel you had with your beloved on Friday night, you want to break the relationship. If we were breaking relationship based on quarrels, can you imagine how many times we would have broken relationships? This is a small challenge, small financial challenge. You want to give up. You want to leave this world and go to the next world. Now, my question, do you have enough money for the next world? You will go to the next one. You see that you need more money there. You will give up there and come back. Yeah. Do you understand? So relentless and persistent effort. Many things you, we, we do for us to break through. We have to persist. And we have to be relentless. Never giving up. Never yielding. To yield means to stop. Never yielding. Amen. If you are a church builder, you have to be persistent with your effort. You have to work extremely hard to overcome obstacles, to accomplish tasks. If you see a pastor whose church is not going, growing, he can give you all the stories he can give you. But the persistence and the relentlessness of the effort is what brings the results. Yes, yeah, what brings the results. They can tell you any story under the sun. And some of the stories are so vivid and valid that even when you hear, you can't say anything. You just say, oh, may the Lord, may the Lord help. But it comes to the same thing. You There's no substitute for diligence. A student who's failing can blame the teacher, but there's no substitute for hard work. There's no substitute. For hard work. There is no such thing. You see the lecturer is racist. He doesn't like um, tall people. It's always angry as a uh, please. But in that same class, somebody is passing. Somebody is even getting first class. And it's tall. <laughs> Diligence. We also talked about faith. We said faith is a firm belief in something which you do not have for which there is no proof. You don't have evidence. No proof. It's also a belief in God. And for you to do well in this life, 
you have to believe in something. You have to believe in your dream. Although there's no proof that it will come to pass. Many of you can be millionaires, although there's no proof that you can be a millionaire. You have to believe it. Because the amount of work you have to put in, if you don't believe it, you will give up. At the nearest challenge, you will give up. The nearest pressure, you will give up. So faith, believing in something that you have no proof. The next one I want to mention quickly before I go to what I want to talk about today is virtue. 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 Virtue is the quality of doing what is good and right and avoiding wrong. That's virtue. Today I'm not going to talk much about virtue. I'm just defining virtue to you. Virtue is doing what is good and right and avoiding evil or what is wrong. For you to become he that had, you must be ready, willing, and able to do what is good and what is right. You must be guided by what is good and what is right and avoid doing evil. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about Job. I think you should put me there. Job chapter 1. The Bible talks about Job. There was a man in the east whose name was... There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. One that feared God and hated evil. Hated evil is an old way of saying he hated evil. Some of us, our evil tolerance level is very high. You see why I don't want to talk about virtue? I just want to pass there and go to my next place. Our evil tolerance level is very high. It's even too high for Christians. This man... The next verse tells us this man was the richest of all the people in the east. This one was a this man was a he that had put it there so that they don't think I'm the one coming. His substance, they start to talk about his bank statement. Said, his substance was seven thousand sheep, three thousand camel, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred she asses, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Tell me that this is not a he that had. I mean, if you could be even the greatest in your house. The greatest in Josini. So this man is a he that had, but verse 1 tells us that this man, he was upright. He was a man of virtue. He did what was right. He was upright. Perfect and upright. And he feared God. That, as though that was not enough, he also hated evil. Hated evil. It's not enough to be upright. It's not enough to just do right. It's not enough to fear God. You must also hate evil. Many Christians don't, we can allow evil to be moving around us. I mean, we live with the evil. You are living in a two-bedroom house. You have rented one room to evil. Yeah. It's like we live with evil. We, I mean, our friends can do anything they like. And we are comfortable with it. We are okay. We are okay to move with it. You won't just, you won't even get up and walk away. I think we shouldn't talk about virtue today. We'll come to virtue next time. So, 
virtue is, this is just by way of explanation, virtue is the quality of doing what is good and right and avoiding, avoiding evil. Every wife is talking to the husband the way they like. Doesn't mean you should do the same. You are a Christian wife. You are a woman because you are a Proverbs 31 woman. Virtuous woman. Every husband is cheating on 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 the wife. You are a godly man. A godly man. Yeah, they shouldn't even feel comfortable around you. Then they are talking. You see, the other day I went here, then this happened. They are talking about their maneuvers and their escapades in front of you, and they are comfortable. You won't speak some tongues into their face so that they take their evil away. You won't bind the devil in them and cast it out of them. Today I want to talk about knowledge. Knowledge. In the next 30 minutes, let's talk about knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> Positive trait, knowledge. So add to, to diligence, faith. To faith, virtue. To virtue, knowledge. Or knowledge. Depend, if you went to boys high, knowledge. If you went to MCS, Knowledge. <laughs> if you went to Josini High, <laughs> in knowledge, Mosona. <laughs> there was somebody called Knowledge, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's from Josini. <laughs> knowledge is the condition in which you are aware. Of facts, realities that are true, important, and relevant. I say it again. Knowledge is the condition. Or knowledge is being aware of facts and realities. Okay? Being aware of these two things. Facts and realities. That are true, number one. The qualities of the facts and realities you are aware of. Number one, they are true. Number two, they are important. And number three, they are relevant. I say it again. Look, we learn more from church than you learn from your UKZ10 something. Even some of the words, you see that you are struggling to spell them. Yeah, if they were using it at UKZ10, you'll be, you, you'll be conversant with them. Conversant also means you'll be used to them. Yeah. Facts and realities that are true, important, and relevant. So facts, facts, facts that this is black. It's a fact. That's a fact. There are nine million bicycles in Beijing, and that's a fact. (laughs) And that's a fact you can't deny. Yeah, like the fact that I will love you till I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the person? Katie Malue or something. He used to play be on TV every day when we were growing up. So facts. Then realities, which is what is happening around you. That are true. Some of us are, 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 are <laughs> some of us are aware of facts and realities which are not true. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. All of all your I mean some of you even have theories about the uh, vaccine. Which are not true. That they put a microchip in the vaccine. Now, doctor, you have been a doctor since I knew you. Can we put a chip in a liquid? Ah, have you seen the vaccine before? I've also seen it before, by the grace of God. Have you seen one before, the vaccine before? You haven't. Don't worry. Me, I've seen it before. It's liquid. Do you get it? How do we put a chip? In, uh, maybe I don't know. That's why I'm asking the doctor to tell me. The chip is liquefied. So when it goes into you, then it will go and solidify and crystallize. And then become a chip. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know of that reality. <laughs> it's a microchip, so you can't see it in the liquid. Oh, with the naked eye. Oh, okay, yeah. Some of you are aware of facts and realities that are not true. <laughs> from generations, from Izo Izo, from um, what do you call it, Kumbule Kaya, from, 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 from programs you have watched, from social media. Things that you see on social media, you see they put a person with 10, ten legs. Huh. These are real, but they are not true. Now, these realities don't make you successful in whatever area you, or whatever field you are studying or whatever is your area. It doesn't make you successful because it's not true. It is not true. Some of you have stories from your grandmothers and great-grandmothers, fables. Recently, we went to a waterfall. Somebody told us, uh, what was the story? Uh, Mr. Spa, where you went to propose to your wife? What was the story they were telling us? A snake with the head of a horse. Yeah. Yeah, somebody was convincing that there's a snake with the head of a horse is here in the water. I mean, he was the person so convinced. Yeah. Yeah, they told us a snake. Is there a snake or a horse? Oh, don't confuse us. At least we know it's not true, but get us the truth of what was said. A snake the size of a mountain. Or the snake is holding the mountain. The snake can't hold its own body. How can it hold the mountain? Yeah, with its hands. And we all know, because you don't hold with your leg. Hey, please, you don't hold with your leg. You hold with your hands. The Bible says he holds the waters of the earth in the hollow of his mouth. You can't hold with your leg, with your backside. Your, no, you hold with your hand. So the snake, snake didn't get the curse that God put on snakes in the beginning. So it has hands. Hey. Also, some of us have facts and realities that are unimportant. Put the definition there because I think explaining the, the whole preaching is explaining the definition. Knowledge is the condition in which you are aware of facts and realities that are true, important, and relevant. I've finished with true. I'm now on important. Some of you have realities, no realities and facts that are true, but they are unimportant. They are, when, what do I mean unimportant? Sometimes they are unimportant. Okay, I'll come to when I come to relevance. But let me be. They are unimportant. 
They are like useless truths. Totally useless truths. Truths that don't benefit anybody. They are totally useless. They are true. If we go to verify them, they will, they will test true for truth. Or they will test positive for truth. But they are unimportant. They are unimportant. Totally unimportant. Useless truths. Useless I mean, useless truths. Amen. Amen. Unimportant. Those are the things you know. Kaiser Chiefs. When, when Kaiser Chiefs was formed, who is Bobby Motown and Kaiser Motown and Chief Motown? <laughs> yeah, you know all these things, but they are not important. Whether Kaiser Chiefs were formed in 1962 or 1692, it doesn't change what we will eat tomorrow. It didn't even change Kaiser Chiefs themselves. It doesn't change how we see Kaiser Chiefs. It's like it's not important. Even, even for a Kaiser Chief supporter, it's an, it's an unimportant reality because it will have no bearing on their next game. I said it will have no bearing on their next game. Amen. Are you coming along? The church is very quiet. It's almost like Temba. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Unimportant. Things are unimportant. Who was the first manager of Manchester United? Unimportant. But some of you know it. But it's not important. It doesn't change anything. For we, the staunch man United supporters, it's still not important to us. That's it. it will influence tomorrow's game. We only know Sir Alex. That's all we know. We, uh, we ask for coach. It has to be Sir Alex. It's finished. That's the only coach we know. Even the ones which have come after him, we don't even remember them. We only remember one coach, Sir Alex. It's finished. Even people who don't support Man United, they all remember Sir Alex. That's all. But you know things that are not important. Not not important. This is where Shaka Zulu brushes teeth. Unimportant. And then number three, relevant. Relevant. So the thing is true. It's important, but it's not relevant to you. The truth, the fact, the, the reality is unimportant to you. It's not relevant to you. Yeah. You know all the Zulu, all the Zulu culture, all the Zulu uh, customs, every single Zulu incantation, canticle, you know all of them. Recitation, you know all of them. Meanwhile, you are starting to become a doctor. So, so, <coughs> So that information, although it's true, and it's important, you see, follow what I'm saying, or else you, you easily become offended for nothing. Like, why did you talk about Zulu? I intentionally use the Zulu because then you will understand that the thing can be true. It can be important, but it's not relevant to you. Do you get it? You are not, it's, it's not like you're a, a professional lobola negotiator do you see? Or a chief installer, you install chiefs, nothing. Do you see? It doesn't affect what you do. So, so even with that, you just need to know a thing or two to just pass around because you will not reach anywhere that they will ask you, what is the uh, clan name? For? No, they will never ask you. 
It will never, you can't put it on your CV. So it's important, it's true, but it's not relevant to you. But it may be relevant to somebody. Somebody who's trying to work in department of art and culture. Somebody who's trying to work in department of tourism. And all this, somebody who's trying to work at Incandla. It will be very important to them. It's relevant to them. But to you, a mechanical engineer, it's not relevant to you. But you are busy acquiring more of information, facts, realities that are, are not relevant to you. Me, I'm a pastor. Do you get it? I studied business in school. This thing you call become, become. This. I also did some. I also have one of the becomes. Do you get it? But I don't say that I'm reading business magazines. Oh, they are true. They are important. But they are not relevant to what I'm doing. What is relevant to what I'm doing is church growth. Church growth. It is possible. Church growth. This is what is relevant to me. How to grow the church. How to plant more churches. Church planting. Relevant to me. Transform. How to transform my pastoral ministry. How to become a better pastor to you. That's what is relevant to me. The art of ministry. How to do the ministry very well. Uh, many are called. How to identify those of you who are called to help you to get into the ministry. So you will see that you will be reading economics textbook because you are an economist. But I will be reading this because this is what is relevant to me. You miss a good place to put your hands together. Recently, I was telling my pastors that, listen, let us take the book Mega Church, do you see, and work and read everything that is in the Mega Church slowly and apply it in our church because that's how the church will work and that's how the church will grow. That's what's relevant to me. If you come and give me... um, the New Singapore by Luke, Luke Kuan Yu. It's a good book. But those books are for people like Jacob Zuma, Cyril Ramaphosa, those who are trying to develop the nation. I am trying to build a church. So the books that build a church, these are the books. Loyalty series, church growth series, Anakazo, things that build, that's relevant. Yeah, so some of you are busy reading books that are irrelevant to your life and to what you are doing. Meanwhile, you, when, when, when I ask you, so, they are true. And I can't argue with that. And you say, they are important. But are they relevant to you? Are they relevant to you? A young lady, you don't know how to cook. You won't read books on how to cook. You are reading books that on other things. Other things. Some of these, your books, that, uh, magazines that they sell, at the, you see, um, what do you call it? The one from the um, Buckingham Palace, the princess who says no longer a princess, Meghan, Meghan Merkel. Meghan Merkel. You see, they are cheating Meghan, Meghan because she's a black woman. She wants to be. You are going into a white family. What do you expect? I'm surprised that you expect something different. Something that has been purely white for generations. And you are the first Nelson Mandela there. By all means, you have to go to Robin Island for 27 years. What do you think? What do you think? How do you think we got where we are? How do you think we got Kosisikelele, Africa, Malupakani, Shuponowako, Izuaimitanda, Sietu, Kosisikelele? How do you think we got it? We got it after 27 years of imprisonment. You just go one, one month, two months of uh, hostility. You say you have resigned from being a. The guy, you should pray, the girl never leaves you. 
never leaves him. Because when the girl leaves him, he will realize that I have to go back to the royal family. You, now that the people are dying also. <laughs> do, do you understand? But you are busy. We just hear it on any, oh, hey, oh, good. Then we move forward. Because it's not relevant to what we are doing. How relevant is it to your second year course that you are doing? How relevant is the information in Game of Thrones relevant to the course that you are doing? GOT. Amen. Are you there? You seem very, you, you look very stiff. Why? Are you okay? Alan, you're right. Good. Because the way you all look very stiff. Please, did you bring my Mopani worms? You didn't? Okay, okay. No problem. Next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, he promised me Mopani. Is it you or your wife or both of you? Yeah, they promised me Mopani worms. So I'm waiting to taste it. Yeah, I'm preparing myself. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Relevant. Knowledge, facts and realities that are true. Important and relevant. Important and relevant. You are doing business. You have to get information that is true. Information that is important. And information that is relevant to your business. Yeah, to your business. You are building, you need the same. Like the information you get must have these three characteristics. Then it can benefit you. Then when you have enough of it, it can benefit you. Amen. Six things you should know about knowledge. Number one, knowledge is a valuable personal sensitive trait. Knowledge is so valuable, it's called a treasure. Colossians 2, 3 says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is a treasure. It's so important, it's called a treasure. Treasure. It's a treasure. Number two. Once I start reading, it means we are going to the end. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to live a good and humble life. When you have information that is true, important, and relevant, it causes you to live a good and humble life. Wendy, say amen. Who is a wise man? James 3.13. Who is a wise man? And endued or endowed with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. A good conversation is a, is a good behavior with meekness of wisdom. When you know things, your life is good and you are cooler. You are humble. Sometimes our pride is because of what we don't know. It's because of facts and realities that we do not know. So we just move around anyhow. I mean, even if you understand health, you will, hum- you will be humble. You will be humble. If, what do I mean if you understand? I don't mean if you are a doctor. Because that's why you see doctors who are very proud. A lot of them are very proud. A lot. A lot. Do you get? I'm talking about you understand the frailty of the body. How frail the body is. You will be cool. 
It will be cool. So, uh, you don't run, that's why if you don't run, you, don't, you are not fit, you are not healthy. I know somebody who was running, he got a heart attack as he was running. He runs all the time, he ran and he got a heart attack and he died. Yeah, because somebody said that the heart, when you are born, you are born, doctor, how many heartbeats do you have? 2.5 billion. They said it on TV recently, 2.5 billion, is it true? Anyway, let's imagine you have 9 billion heartbeats in your lifetime. If you run, it beats faster. So perhaps you are short. <laughs> yeah, so the heart will reach a stage where it has finished beating. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So you are busy forcing your heart to beat faster. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's supposed to beat X number of times. So each time it beats, some comes off. I'm talking about the frailty of the body. That something can hit just... You, if you like, let me give you just a small exercise. Do it with adult supervision. Just try to hit... Small. Do you get it? And see where you feel it at. Do, do, you, do you get it? Don't hit it hard though. Uh, doctor, what is here that goes to all our places? Yeah, just hit it small. Or just call your neighbor, say hit that place. Call Pastor Tyler. Say hit this place just small. Okay. You see, when they hit like that, it will go to different, different places. You're a doctor now. Yeah. You know. We were here when the spa was moving around and then suddenly he, he just felt a little, I mean, an easy feeling in his neck and he tried to straighten his neck. Since then, I've stopped doing that. Because when I feel pain, I just do my neck. I've stopped. I learned from this guy's experience. He just did it small. For about three weeks, the guy, his neck is locked. His arm before he's wearing a collar. This is just moving when you see him. You look when you see him, you feel sad. Look, when I one of the days when I saw I felt unanointed. Yeah, because I felt that if I'm anointed, I should be able to lay my hands on him and say, Be free. And then he'll be free. And of course, I'm anointed. And I wanted to lay my hands on him. But when I see he's weak, I felt that even if I put my hand on, the weight of my hand can break him into pieces. So I said, it's okay. You, you receive the healing via Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Yeah. Small. So you'll be surprised. Something small. So he wasn't playing tennis. He wasn't playing golf. Nothing. Suddenly, there he was moving like Robocop. Look, when he got a little healing, because his wife used to drive him around, when he started feeling well a little, we were sitting here when he sat in the car. I said, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go on board, let's go. Then he sat in his car. When he took off, like a bullet. I started to follow him to tell him to slow down. I could never catch him. He was flying. I told my wife, hey, maybe the guy he hasn't driven in a long time. So he's trying to drive his best. Yeah. But because we don't know. This is because we don't know. Because of what we don't know. We move around with just pomp and pride. 
Even in our relationships, how we relate one with another, we move around with pomp and pride because of what we don't know. But if you know how frail you are, how useless we are as human, like not useless as in useless, but like how much life can go on without you, without me. How much the church can go on without me, without you. You will just mellow and say, hey, you is okay. Yes, they have offended me, but it's okay. Because as soon as God decides to do this, you are finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people move on and the church is still moving on. And they are so surprised that because they really felt that without them, the church will finish. The church will disappear. I had a lady like that many years ago, about a thousand years ago. Long time ago in a land far, far away. I had a lady like that, very large, larger in charge, larger than life. She used to be my prison worship leader. Look, when she comes to church, at that time the church had about 25 members. Those of you think I've never had 25 members, so I've had some before. I've even had seven members before. I've even had six members. Even four members, I've had some before. I've never had three members before. (laughs) I've never done church with nobody before. By the grace of God. (laughs) It's also an experience you must have. That you come and there's no member. Yes, an experience. So if you have had it before you are, and you are still in the ministry, you are called. Yeah. So I had about 25 members. When this lady arrives with her husband, about 13 people, she had a kumbi. About half of my church will come from her kumbi. Yeah, CIA. Well, in the days of CIA. We know we had CIA. Then they came to collect all of them. Then they brought the other CIA. Yeah, quantum. When she arrives, so you'll be doing church with 10 people. Let's clap, let's clap. Let's, and she'll come late. She's my president, where she will but she will come late. But when she arrives, the church is full. When Pastor Tyler sees her, he sees anointing. Then he sees me, that struggling pastor over there. Yeah, we are blessed. <laughs> That's the lady that taught me the song. New Brighton, Sekona. Where you are, New Brighton, Sekona. Where you are. She used to sing the song. New Brighton, Sekona. Where you are, New Brighton, Sekona. Where you are. For a long time. And where the church was, there was a place called New Brighton. So I thought she was talking about that place. No, no, she was singing English. And that's where Pastor Zolule is from, New Brighton. So I thought she was singing closer. It was later on that my wife explained to me the song is English. What she says is that you brighten the corner where you are. And that's a new brighting say corner. Where you are, new brighting say corner. Where you are, new brighting say corner. Where you are. You bright in Sekona, where you are, 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 where you are,
person so deep I can't hear the words. Yeah. No, no, she's saying where you are. So where you are, where you are, where you are, where you are, where that's the way you are, where you are, where you are. So where you are, where you are, where you are, so where you are, 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 where you are. So this way you are woman, one day she and her husband decided to leave the church without my knowledge, without my permission, without a farewell. Unannounced, unprovoked. Hey! The church is finished. Because half of the church is the, is, is the way you are. The trans, that was the only car in the church. Even me, she used to give me a lift in the, in the, in the, in the, in the CIR. So when I finish church and I'm doing my things, my, my hope is in, my hope where I am is in the, in the CIR. Everything was gone. Look, I looked for her for about six weeks. I couldn't find her. One day I was driving with a senior pastor and then (laughs) she was also coming with her husband. And then we just accidentally passed each other. Then I saw, I saw them and they saw me. And at that time I was young. I mean, I could drive anywhere. Look, my car that was going this way started to go that way. So the senior pastor asked me, what's happening? I said, some my church member, you, I need to go and catch this church member. Very important church member. He said, ah. I said, where is he? He said, where are they? So they just passed. He asked me, did they see you? I said, yes. And they passed. I said, yes. He said, leave them, let them go. A pastor doesn't change his members. Leave them, let them go. Look, that day when he said, my heart broke. Because I knew, I knew from that day that New Brighton is no more my corner. It's not where I am. Yeah. Do you see? But from that day when I accepted that let them go, the church began to grow. The church began to grow. Church began to grow. One day we had bought a building, they were passing and they came to it. When they saw the size of the church, they couldn't believe. You could see on their faces that they were ashamed. Your enemies will be ashamed one of these days. <laughs> Number three. So knowledge makes you humble. You just cool down because of the things you know. Things you know. Just cool down. Knowledge is an important trait that causes you to be filled with grace and peace. When you have knowledge, you are filled with grace and peace. Second Peter 1, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. You get peace when you have knowledge. That's why you can see white people playing with snakes, lions. They will go and film lion inside the lion's teeth. And it's because of what they know. They know something. 
They know something because don't you wonder why the snake doesn't bite them? They are so close. I saw some guy, he's swimming, and then the lions have come close and he's there. And me, I, I, I said, Look, the last time a lion saw me close up and personal, it chased me. It chased me. Even then, I knew there was an electric fence between me and the lion, but I still ran away. Two fences between me and the lion, but I still ran away. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have life insurance, so I have to run away. And of course, if you go somewhere with Pastor Tyler and he's running away, you have to run away. <laughs> no, no, no. If you go somewhere with Pastor Prince and he's running away, you can take a chance. But if Pastor Ty is running away, oh, please. Don't, 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 don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. No, 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 don't be a hero. You see, this, if you like this coronavirus that is in the system now, do you know what makes it alarming for us? The fact that we don't, you see, because we, we, we have flu. Flu is around. It's how we have it all the time. We don't really care. Because we know that if you get the flu, no matter what, a little, a little mad lemon that you do, drink this now, you will sweat the pain and you will be fine. So, because we know we will be fine, even when you have a flu, you just cry a little, then you drink it, then you just go for it. This virus, the fact that we don't know what it will do in a particular person gives us some uneasiness. Uneasiness. Oh, they say, oh, this person got it, he has survived. This person got it, she has survived, but still, you don't want to get it. You don't want to take a chance. No, 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 because you don't know how it behaves. When it started, they say, oh, it's only killing people who are elderly. So we saw it starting to kill little people. We say, hey, this virus, it doesn't respect. It doesn't follow science. Yeah. Oh, it kill, when it started to kill doctors, you say, hey, doctors, those who have all the medicine, they understand all the things. It's killing them. Please, we don't want this virus anywhere near us. No, 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 we don't. And more people survive it than the people they kill. But still, because we don't know the way, we can't predict how it will be. Somebody gets it, and it's okay. Then somebody else gets it, and the person is condemned. Even the person survives, but the person is broken into pieces. Hey! You say, no, please. It gives an uneasiness. But when you have knowledge of how something works, what some, all the facts about it which are true, relevant, and important, you begin to... Even when you are going to write exam and you have studied enough, you see that you are at more peace. My children were telling me some of the children in their school are praying that there will be a lockdown by this weekend so that they don't write exams next week. There will be a lockdown. Why are they praying for a lockdown? Absence of knowledge. So no peace. Amen. Number four or number five. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to acquire all the things that pertain to life and godliness. According to his divine power, he had given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to virtue and to glory. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life, that we need for life. And for godliness. All things we need to be good Christians. All things we need for our lives. He has given it to us. 
How has he given it to us? Through knowledge. Through knowledge. That the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, the glory of his inheritance in the same, in his saints, and the ex- extremely exceeding great power of his resurrection. It's through knowledge. When we know, people who know more get, get more. If you look at the countries with high education literacy rate, they have more. If you look at the countries with low literacy rate, they have less. Yeah. Even within the same country, if you go to areas that they know more, they have more. Areas that they know less, they have less. Even in the same city, you go to some portions of the city which they know less, you see nine people, they are living in one room. Small shack like that. So when you say lockdown, everybody should stay at home. You have even endangered them because nine of them in one room, no social distancing. In the same city, in that same part of the city, see some people who know more, they are living in a different place, they have more. So when you know, you have more. When you don't know, you have less. For those of you who are in school, they are forcing you to study. Study so you know more because when you know more, you have more. You have what you need for life. Amen. You are providing for yourself a future today. Your car is in what you are doing today. Your house is in what you are doing today. Your children's education is in what you are doing. Everything you are doing today, you have in the future is in what you are doing today. If you sit at the back of the class and you insult the lecturer, insult the teacher throughout, you know nothing. When you finish, you come and do a certain hard job. That gives you nothing. You work for a longer time. Get nothing. Don't get much. Amen. Number five. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to escape the corruption of this world. Escape the corruption of this world. Second Peter 2 Peter 2.20 says, For if after they escape the pollution of the world through knowledge... Of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they again entangle themselves therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. It says they escape. If they have escaped the pollution of the world, how did they escape? Through knowledge. Through knowledge. Through the knowledge of Christ. Through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through knowledge, you escape pollution. If you have enough knowledge in your relationship, you will escape a lot of problems. If you have knowledge about your health, you will escape a lot of problems. Yeah. Some of you go to the gym, but after the gym, the things you eat have no gym. Mm. Mm. Then you can't. Mm. Mm. Hey, after you have eaten that you don't need lip, lip gloss anymore. You see your lips are greasy. Your tongue is greasy. Your face is greasy. Everywhere is greasy. And when we say so, that's the part I like the most. Knowledge. You escape through knowledge. You escape the problems in this world through knowledge. Haven't you seen how much problems science has solved? Knowledge. Things that were killing people before no longer kill people. 
Because knowledge has developed different things. Different things. Bishop talks about antibiotics. How it has helped us. But it's knowledge that brought it. Without it, people were just dying. Even penicillin. All these medications. Knowledge is what brought it. And by their arrival in this world. Or their discovery. We have escaped a lot of things. Yeah. Which is the one he was talking about when he talked about uh, anesthesia. He said they were doing something, then that's how they got anesthesia. Something. Recently, about four weeks ago, three weeks ago, that's how they got anesthesia. Yeah. You know it. Uh Uh-huh. The gas at the parties. Yeah, if you listen to messages, you become a lay doctor. (laughs) What? Laughing gas. Yeah, laughing gas. Lavashkiri. That's the laughing cow. Yeah. So then they realize that, oh, they can give it to people. People can be numb. Then they can perform surgery on people. Before if they have to perform a surgery, you are there live. The thing is painting. Then you are crying. Mama, mama. Then they are cutting you like that. Then they introduce it to reduce the pain. So that you can, that procedure can be performed on you. Yeah. When you have more knowledge, you, 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 you escape. Even when you go to workplaces, those who have studied more and are higher, they don't, some of the problems that are, you, people are complaining, doesn't affect them. doesn't affect them. Eh? They don't pay us overtime. They decide who is paid how much. So they don't care about overtime. Yes. They should pay us overtime. I did overtime, two hours overtime. I calculated all my overtime for them. It's six, six hours overtime. They must pay me. They don't, they, they don't have this overtime issue. They don't even have overtime discussions. The level they are operating at, they don't need overtime. Even when they don't come to work, they are paid. They are paid. Yeah, even if they don't come to work, you see them. Oh, well, you see them on the golf course every time playing golf. They are still being paid. Knowledge and number six. I close with this one. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to escape. Oh, then that's it. Oh, knowledge is a personal trait that allows you to live with weaker personalities weaker personalities Luke 3 7 eight, 1 Peter 3 7 says likewise husbands dwell with them according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife and unto the, as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered hallelujah it says knowledge makes you live weaker vessels. People who are weaker, weaker personalities. You know how to live with them. You know how to rule them. You know how to govern them. You know how to help them. Amen. It says husbands, live with your wives as with wisdom or with knowledge as you live with weaker vessels. Amen. Many wives don't want to accept that they are weaker vessels, but that's also your problem now. <laughs> No, I told the husband, your wife is a weaker vessel. He told me, she doesn't agree that she's a weaker vessel. She feels we are equal, so we have to live equally. She said, my children, they they accept that they are children. But she feels we are equal. When I say Amanda, she says, away to. (laughs) Away (laughs) to. 
When I say viva, he says viva. Amandla, I wait. Without knowledge, you crush all the people who are under you. Yeah. One of the things I try to do is that I try to figure out everybody I'm working with, everybody who's around me. I figure out your strengths. I figure out your weaknesses. I figure out your likes. I figure out your dislikes. I figure out your fears. I try to figure it out. I study you, whether you know it or not. Somebody was advising, so I was talking to somebody about something. He said, have you, have you told Bishop? I said, the person told me, Bishop is counting, whether you know it or not. He's counting. You, you watch it. You think he's not counting. He's counting. The day you step in front of me, I'll tell you exactly how many days have passed since I gave you that instruction. Yeah, but meanwhile, when I say everything, I'll smile. God bless you. How are you? But I'm counting. And it's not like I'm intentionally can have a pen. One, two, three. No, 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 no. That's how my mind works. That's how, it's not my fault. That's how my Even when I'm not looking at you, I see you. That, that's, that's actually what I mean. Like, I'm not looking here. It's not like I'm out to look at you. Do you get it? But when I see it, it registers. It's, it's, it's re- and it's stored up. The day it comes in, I'll tell you, you were wearing a blue shirt. It had three stripes. It had everything. You see? You see, how did it? That moment, I remember, the foul just comes out and says, this one, this is how it is. Do you get it? Yeah, so I try to figure out people. Even today, today, I was thinking about somebody. I realized that this person, anytime I deal with the person, I just have to see what the person is saying. If I don't see it, I shouldn't use it to do anything. Yeah, I have to operate with the scripture. Seeing, I should put, we live by it. The just shall live by faith. I have to put that one aside and use blessed are your eyes for they see. Because I was recounting the number of things the person has told me. This one is like that. And I never like that. This one is like that. I, I, we, we were playing golf today. Whilst we were playing, I was thinking about it. This one is like this. It's, it's not like that. This one is, it's not like the person lies. So. No, it's different from the person who tell you a lie. No, 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 no. That's how the person is. It's like when the person is telling you something, they will hype it up. Do you get it? So now I'm buying an eraser. They tell me, they tell me to 90, then I bring it to 50. Then my ex, I can manage my expectations. When, so I'm never disappointed. Yeah, I try to figure people out. Because that's the only way to lead you. If you don't figure them out, you'll be shouting at people you shouldn't shout at. There are some people who just need to talk to them. They will do what you are telling me. There are some people also, they don't understand talking. They only, they only understand us. They don't understand talking. They only understand us. Pastor Zos, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you, so you don't talk to them. You speak closer to them. You speak closer to them. That's the only way they will understand you. Because if you talk to them, they can't hear what you are saying. Yes, yes, but they will do whatever they are doing. You have to bring the, you have to bring the closer in you out. Then they will hear you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to look at it and say, Chini, put in. Uh-huh. Then now they start listening to you. But if you say, what are you saying? Oh, there, forget it. <laughs> Folks, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. May you increase in knowledge. 
may you increase in knowledge facts and realities that are true important and relevant to your life in the name of jesus lift your hands and just begin to pray that lord increase me not let knowledge let my knowledge of you be multiplied let my knowledge of my field be multiplied in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, Lempalo Bakande Baste Palababa, Rimosi Paco Secalaba, Rapaloba, Kemosi Pacolaba, Chatolobos, Kipalola, Tanto Labendo, Canta Libala, Ramaco Sicolaba, Brendo Balaba, Lempo. Lord, let me be somebody who imbibes knowledge, who imbibes knowledge, who takes in knowledge, who loves knowledge, who loves knowledge, relevant information. Relevant information, relevant information, information that is true, information that is important, information that is relevant in the name of Jesus. Lampala Baba, Brando Balebala, Le Pacota Sico Masekabaya, Limpola Bala, Catolimo Secando Labase, Pale Kaya, Lika Balaba, Brondi Brala, Brondi. Let your grace be multiplied unto me. Grace and peace, Lord, let it be multiplied unto me through the knowledge of you through the knowledge of you through the knowledge of you lord in the name of jesus let this trait be my trait lord let this color character trait lord be my trait lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus my god my god my God, pray, pray for relevant information in connection with your field, 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 in connection with your field of expertise, your field of endeavor, your field of occupation, relevant skills, relevant skills, relevant information, relevant important information, important information, information that is true, information that is true regarding your life, regarding your field. Regarding your field in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Nemo Sipakola Bakaya, Malo Baka, information that will help you to improve your life, which is relevant, that will help you to improve your marriage, that will help you to improve your health. Information that will help you to raise your children in the name of Jesus. Relevant information for your ministry, for your ministry, for your calling, for your ministry. In the name of Jesus, my God, my God. Rima, as a young lady, relevant information for you. As a young man, relevant information that will improve your life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, my God, my God, Leka Batos Pacolaba, Lempolacan de Braste Polacaya, in Patosi Cobale Cabala, my God, we give you glory, we give you praise. Lift your hands and just thank God wherever you are. Thank God for knowledge. Knowledge, you are being endowed with knowledge, endued with knowledge. Lempalaba 
Baba, Limpala Baba, Brande Bala. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this great opportunity to learn and to acquire truths that will help us to improve and to advance in whatever we do in our ministries, in our lives, in our homes, in our health, in every aspect of our lives to help us to improve. We thank you. Holy Spirit, work on us. Help us to love virtue. Help us to love knowledge. Help us to acquire knowledge. Help us to acquire knowledge that is relevant to us, that is important to us, that is true, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the, help us to retain them, Lord. When we imbibe them, help us to retain them and help us to use them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a nicer Amen. amen. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.